Hello, everyone. Welcome to Doctor Who. This is episode four. I'm here. This uh, my name is Link, by the way. I'm here with Light, Jen, Moose, and Jax is not here today, unfortunately. What However, a, he is here in spirit. What a so, bum! Yes. Okay, so we're looking at episode three and four because uh, they're a two-parter. And so episode three was oh. Aliens of London. That was episode four. four was it episode five, four and five? Yeah, I'm sorry. This is episode four and five. So four was Aliens of London and yes. five was World War Three. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what did everything or what did everyone feel about this episode? Do you like it? Should we give a synopsis first? Let's do that first. Go ahead, Moose. I'm not prepared for this. I had to take the dog out during this episode. <laughs> All right, Light, you want to take it away? Sure. Ooh. Aliens and none. All right, I've got to reference that song every time I see this episode. <laughs> it's so good. Um, all right, uh, just the one episode or both episodes? Do both. Sure. Yeah, you go. might as well do both episodes because we're, we're going to be talking about both of them. Yes, I'll do a big skim through of both episodes. Uh, so... We find out Rose and the Doctor were gone for 12 hours. Surprise! They were really gone for one year, 12 months, and everyone's real mad. And I find the intro pretty boring, but immediately after that, this becomes one of the most engaging episodes in the first season, uh, at least so far. Um, lots of crying. I wrote Spaceship, and then history is being made because a spaceship crashes suddenly into Big Ben. And the aliens, we find out, are inside of obese people. Um, again, this is a speedy summary, but you're, that's the idea. Um, because they're they're too large to be in other types of people. Yep. Let's be fair about that. Yes. <laughs> Aliens chose to be, yes, they needed large people. So, um, significantly, the Doctor gives Rose a TARDIS key. We meet Harriet Jones, the best character ever. Um, mm-hmm. They discover a pig thing in the spaceship that hit Big Ben and crashed into the Thames River. And the pig thing really doesn't doesn't matter. They kill it, and it's pretty sad. And then a lot of death. Uh, people start dying. The the other things start killing obese people and using them as their uh, as skin suits. Um, uh, the doctor calls Mickey Ricky, and then the experts all gather, <laughs> and we find it's out a very that important pot point. It is. Right I, there. I have to mention that right there. Actually, you so know what? That it actually is. is an important part. Po- yeah. Plot point because of other spoilers. Oh yeah. Lots of lots of rickying. Um, they jumping into the second episode, World War Three. They kill all of the experts, alien experts that gather and try to kill the doctor. But the doctor does his usual thing and and reverses everything, um, except doesn't save the people. And then uh, I oh that's thoughts uh, summary. They talk about emergency protocols, and the aliens have basically taken over government by posing as the head of the sweets department, who apparently takes over for the prime minister if nobody else is available. I had a comment on that, too. It's like, really? That's the last person that you that you choose? That's the guy. So uh, they hide. The doctor and his people hide in the cabinet room, which is filled with or surrounded by metal. Uh, they get some missiles and try to prevent the others from getting missiles, the aliens, and then the they try to get their own missiles to defeat the aliens, and then they fire off some missiles, and it's a big boom, and it's cool, and then the Doctor and Rose fly off again. Say missiles one more time. <laughs> that's, that's how you say it, missiles. <laughs> 
All right, fantastic. Apparently there's been some kind of uh, grammatical catastrophe going on while I was giving our summary, so <laughs> it's all right. I'm going to continue to say missiles. That's perfectly time. fine. That's awesome. All right, yeah, so the thing that I'm, I noticed on this one was it opens up with the first episode as, like, the previously on Doctor Who, kind of like how uh, Veronica uh, Mars. Victoria Mars. Uh, Veronica takes if, if you've never seen uh, Veronica Mars, it's like previously on Veronica Mars. Then they go like last season. They talk about what happened last season. I'm like, well, really, it's guys? important. Well, this would be important as well. So I guess I get I understand why they did it that way. I just thought it was interesting. What parts of this episode stand out for you guys? Well, for me, it's right after the aliens have crash landed, quote unquote, crash landed. And Rose and the doctor are up there on the roof together. And Rose is talking about how, you know, she's she's like the only person on the entire planet that has seen anything alien happen. And I just thought, come on, Rose. You're not special. The doctor has had other people before you. Ah, uh, you're not special. That was. The... But she thought she was. That's the important bit. She yeah. did, but it kind of bothered me that the doctor didn't bother to correct her. Yeah, she took learning about unit pretty well compared to what I expected for, like, oh, there are lots of other people Yeah, that actually work in the alien business. Mm-hmm. And they didn't even really talk about Torchwood yeah. at all in this episode. Well, Torchwood wasn't a thing yet. Oh, it wasn't? Uh, no. Was, oh, what? No, didn't they talk about no. it earlier? Captain Jack started Torchwood. Uh, have we met Captain Jack yet? No, we have not. Uh, Unfortunately, we have. <laughs> all right so what things the, the dog is thirsty that's that noise in the that's background the, that's the noise in the background it's not a Sylvine, we promise yeah uh jen what what stood out to you well i have to say tongue acting was three out of five five being the worst um so thank goodness she kept it in her mouth this time <laughs> <gasps> she did have one point and i i do remember when she was rose. Yeah, <laughs> when when she was being hounded by her mom, like, what, where were you? What, what have you done? Where have you been? And she had her little tongue to the uh -huh. side. Yeah. But it was, you're right, it was behind her teeth still. Yes. So, yes. good. For it, those of you who don't know, I just really don't like Rose's mouth acting. Mouth acting. Terms. Yes. Um, it struck me how public the doctor was. Like, he got taken in by the police and then just, like lavishes and just like is exuberant in front of the camera smile smile Normally, smile like, finger guns later finger on, guns you see him get a little bit more shy and reserved yeah. and I, I don't know it just struck me as something different yeah in later episodes he is a lot more reserved and i mean i feel like this is really the only time that you see him kind of be like oh you know i'm famous well you know brand new face gotta get some use out of it I suppose. Become a poster boy. There are sometimes, I feel like when he gets called in or called out, I guess, by an organization, he just kind of takes charge no matter how many people are in, like if he gets called out by unit or something, he's like, hello, I'm going to be in charge now and just yeah. doesn't, no longer cares about publicity. That's true. I don't know. Yeah. I guess I was more referring to like the celebrity, like the cameras of the news versus mm. like taking charge of a business meeting because he when he stepped out he did the, like the presidential wave and things and rose commented on that too like she was starstruck because yeah. of how everyone else knew knew him that was kind of what stood out to me in that situation light what about you what was uh 
a big factor on this episode? Um, one, the biggest thing for me that I thought was strange about the episode was the number of ways that this could have been made a lot better, at least of a situation by various people. I just, I wrote down a lot of different things like, uh, reach up and unzip the forehead of the alien in front of you and prove that there is in fact an alien right there and they can shoot him. Well, that would be invading their personal space. Everyone has a bottle of bottle <laughs> a bubble <laughs> everyone Every also does bubble. have a bottle especially the slovene <laughs> yes, yes. Oh. Uh, not having the confectionery leader as no, good grief that's a dog <laughs> the dog no worries lexi's not a child uh <laughs> well the the confectionery leader as the prime minister um the 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 lady even like just small things like her opening the morgue drawer to reveal the pig there's just so many things, and I'm like, that could have gone so much better. <laughs> the 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 pig thing with the, with the morgue. Where's my where's my comment on that? Necessary. Um, reason number four thirty seven. Why I'd never be a mortician. Yes. Fear of bodies coming back to life. Well, Pug for goodness banging. sakes, that was that was classic horror movie right yeah. there. What was she thinking? You don't open you don't open that. No, you, you do you not do open that. that. I put a that. dead alien in here, and now it's making noise. Yeah, hmm, that's odd. That's not even let an me, alien. Let me check on this again. Although maybe all by myself when there's a room full of like army men clearly right upstairs. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I was also uh. very impressed that it was effectively this episode was people in alien suits playing aliens in human suits in suits. Ooh. Alienception. That, was, that was my summary. Yeah. Alienception. I like that. I gotta say, when I first saw the Slovene, bless I, you. Thank you. I just, I just had to laugh because here they start to emerge from these skin suits, and they have like these green baby alien faces. They look like baby faces, and then all of a sudden, they just like boop. They're eight feet tall, and they have these big talons, and they're really, really fat. And you just think. Man, this doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, like cheetahs. I I personally think that this is probably one of the worst designs for a character in the entire series. Oh, but what about the aliens that are like all suction cups? The um, the Zygons. I was thinking about those ones too. Actually, completely honestly, it's like, well, it's either though, it's either these ones or the Zygons. But I'll let Zygons be Zygons. Boo. I've always wanted to make that joke. I was really surprised that in the 50th anniversary special they didn't say anything about that. And the dog licked the microphone. And that's okay. This is why we can't have nice right. things. Um, something that, that stood out to me was really the predominance of Bad Wolf in this episode. It's really the first time where it actually <laughs> makes a, a scene. Like It's actually a thing that they talk about. Your comment is more pertinent than mine. I was going to talk about how everyone still loves a good fart joke, no matter how old you are. <laughs> I said classic, yeah, classic humor, fart jokes and uh, fart jokes and fat people. That's and classic people humor. trying not to say the word fart. Yes. yes, if you pardon the word, if you pardon the word. And I love that he caught the kid that wrote Bad Wolf. Like right? he took the time. I'm going to go out and catch this kid and make him wash my TARDIS. Mm-hmm. <laughs> While well, I stand in it creepily. Exactly did it. Yeah. yeah, that's true. You that's probably true. told him. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess this is the first episode where we really kind of get a glimpse as to the TARDIS being a sentient creature. Mm. Mm-hmm. Because it, it wasn't acting the same way that the doctor wanted it to act. 
Right, because it did take them a year from what they wanted to. Yeah. How did he not catch that? I have a comment on that. Like, it's 12, 12 hours versus 12 months. Like, a time traveler would know. I think it's like think. an intentional glitch. And then he did state later on, now I know why I'm here. Mm, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, because the TARDIS does what they what it wants to do. Takes him where he needs, not where he wants. I was just about to say that. Yes. One one of the things that also, when the spaceship just first crashed, they said, oh, we can't use the TARDIS because there's too many people here. Why couldn't they just time travel in the TARDIS to the crash site before the crash site happened? Because they'd be crossing the timeline too many times. It's not like they haven't done that before. Well, they try not to do it. <laughs> it ruins things. Don't try to test Doctor Who logic. It doesn't make sense. Wibbly wobbly timey wimey stuff. Oh yeah, the I have a comment on the they give the red suitcase the the important red suitcase to the person in the like sugar he's sugar trader guy, yeah. Trader Joe. <laughs> that, that was my question. Like, is, like, why? is the British government actually set up this way so that the confectionery uh, sales guy, the head of confectionaries, actually could become prime minister if enough people die? Well, I mean, if I, they they got to make people happy, British people, send us. Your well, comments. I suppose. I mean, technically. Technically, if enough people do die, then he's the next person well, in command, I suppose. I mean, but who it, can make a sunrise cover it with dew? The Candyman can. Yes. <laughs> I feel like in America, if that many people in government died, everyone would just be like, oh, whatever. New revolution. Twinkie is closed for a year, and America freaked out. That's true. Your point yeah, is invalid. That, <laughs> that matters to us. I don't think... I'm not sure the that the death of all of our public officials would be enough for us to say this random guy going to be president i think everyone would fight for it well let's i don't think the chain of command goes down that far <laughs> well let's 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 have an alien invasion and see how it goes yeah let's let's do let's that test this let's test this theory uh rose's mom is surprisingly okay with rose running around immediately after she's been gone for a year you notice that? Like when when you're talking about mm -hmm. she's on the roof with the yes. doctor. Mm -hmm. Why isn't she there? Why isn't Rose's mom like following her like a hawk as a concerned mother would mm -hmm. after not seeing her child for a year? That is a very good fair point. She is 19, so supposedly she is an adult. But still. When she point? is on the roof, like her mom doesn't know about the TARDIS yet, so where could they go from the roof? Yeah. That's true. Well, the roof is on fire. No? Okay. No, no, Raise no. the roof. Yeah, the... Uh, so, is this... Yeah, the Slovene. I said that I don't think... I don't like their character design, especially with the way that they go from CGI to non-CGI. Like, I realized that the non-CGI Slovene in the hallways when they're running and stuff. Oh, right, um, and jumping around. And jumping around. Like, I realized that the non-CGI Slovene have movement issues because they're big and bulky and they can't yeah they can't really walk around very fast but don't have the cgi ones walk fast it doesn't they don't work they very well together become very limber and yeah very vicious well and... you could argue that uh an object in motion tends to stay in motion and an object at rest stays at rest okay isaac newton let me push up my glasses <laughs> <laughs> i'm just saying that you know that could be that reasoning behind that 
They just they do so, become a lot more hunterish. Oh, what's that guy from X Men? Oh, you didn't? That. No. Oh. It's only my second time watching these two episodes, however. Oh, I so, suppose, yeah. But still, good catch. Fresh but eyes. Even hunting in the room, though, like, they didn't, they're hunting, like, even if they were toying with the humans, you would expect them to, like, move their arms around and pull things. All they did was Snatch. rotate on the spot and mm-hmm. talk to each other, because that's presumably all the motion that they're, they're big dolls could do well for that you could argue that because they did state that man you can smell them yeah. you can mm-hmm. smell their fear so they would have known that hey they're in this room i know exactly where they are let's just make them sweat it out for a little bit longer yeah i guess you can you can pass it off as them toying with it but it, it still got the feeling of them being clunky when they're in their suits clunk 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 clunk, clunk, clunk. clunk. my two favorite parts about this entire thing were Rexacorica Fallibatorius. That's Bless the you. thank you. That was the best name of a planet that I've ever heard. I think that, that was really awesome. Thank you, Russell T. Davies. Yes. It even flows well. Like Rexacorica Fallibatorius. Yeah, Rexacorica Fallibatorius. Rexacorica Fallibatorius. I used to be able to say it. I've never been able to say it. No. My, my no favorite <laughs> my favorite scene in this entire two-part series is when uh, Rose's mom was was on the phone with the doctor and saying, is my daughter safe? I think that was a really strong uh, interaction between her and the doctor. Because I felt like that, that's really her entire character. Right. Is that, is making sure that Rose is safe. Mm-hmm. And if she's not safe, then... Like a good mom. Like a good mom, State Farm is there. <laughs> Yeah, I, I agree on that. I think that that was a really strong, uh, a necessary part of her. Like, it, it brought out what you needed to know about her, even if she's, like, the one dimension of character. That's what you need to know. That's her purpose. And I think that's how she would describe it. Absolutely. Well. Absolutely. Another thing that kind of stood out to me, especially when they were trying to defeat the um, the police officer, Slovene, in the... Sorry, continue. <laughs> the dog needs to go out. Nature calls. Of course. He must call back later. No, not with the dog. <laughs> when they were trying to defeat the uh, police officer, Sylvine, in the apartment building with the vinegar, mm-hmm. I can't tell, or I can't decide whether the vinegar was a kind of a, a, a bullcrap like, answer to a solution or if it was genius as far as the way that they went around to figure out how to how to kill these things i'm leaning towards genius personally bit of both let's be little, honest bit of both bit yeah of both. bit of both i mean there are maybe not that dramatically but there are things that are act as poison to different species so surely there's probably something that acts as like it, it would be very lucky but i mean a pretty genius way i guess to handle that kind of situation. I mean, he did say wise. calcium decay and yeah. then go about it that way with the Sure. Scientific. So it'd be more, yeah, but more scientific explanation. Now, I guess my question would be does vinegar actually decay calcium? Does anybody know that? I mean, if you stick a pearl in vinegar, it'll decay, but I don't know oh. if a pearl is made out of calcium. Presumably. Like is. Presumably the story of Hannibal. I mean, they they kept the story of Hannibal. And that's a true statement? That's a I mean, there are a lot of stories about Hannibal. <laughs> Oh, I suppose. I don't know them all. But 
I mean, I would I would accept usually when we tell mythology on TV, it's fairly it's at least based in some kind of tale. Mm. So I mean, the rocks then would be calcium, sure, that they were able to dissolve with vinegar. Jeez, so, how long would that, that take? Would make sense. It, the what scientifically doesn't make sense to me is creatures comprised of calcium doesn't, uh, at least from what we know of science work. Sure. Well, you have to take some leaps of faith, I guess, yeah. on that. <laughs> the quote, victory should be naked. Yes. Yeah. Throw that out throw there. Throw that out there. Yep. You're going to see that on a t-shirt. You can buy it from Amazon. Yeah. We're going to make a, we're going to make a shop. You should put that on take a t-shirt. A, take it to Comic-Con. Jeez. That's going to be our only thing we sell. <laughs> victory should be naked. Oh, the t-shirt. irony. <laughs> yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> buy our t-shirt that says victory should be naked. That's consumeristic America for you right there. Wow. Honestly, my favorite... I hate to say my favorite. I did like the episode. But my favorite not really plot-related thing in the episode was I just wrote the websites. Mm -hmm. Like, you straight up had Oregon Trail for missile defense right there. (laughs) Like, that was just Ricky playing the Oregon Trail game in real life with a missile. Yeah. Like, that was it. And I loved watching that because it was so accurate for the time but so ridiculous like mm-hmm. there's going to be a giant red fire button on the missile defense page that lets you fire that missile it's 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 great. not a command prompt it's not yep. a anything else it's a big red button yep well, big, big friendly button buffalo just buffalo. over and over and over again Come yep. on. buffalo 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 that is, a complete sentence. that is a complete buffalo. sentence. That is true. I did love that, that the word was buffalo, so you literally had to buffalo your way through as a verb. Like that was Yeah. It's for it overrides everything, which is the meaning of the word buffalo. One of them. The the verb mm-hmm. buffalo to violently override. So I really I Welcome back, Moose. Thank you. I can shuffle off to Buffalo. Hmm. That's a noun. Hmm. Like I learned in my tap dance classes. Indeed. Buffalo. Buffalo, Buffalo. And Lexi is a faffer. Of course, she's just faffing all over the place. I loved Harriet Jones's brilliant plan with air quotes. Just, oh, here, here's a cup of coffee. Mm -hmm. No, you can't go in. Oh, Oh, darn, you spoiled my my brilliant plan. (laughs) She's so upfront about it. It's just wonderful. she, She is by far one of my favorite characters, especially in this first season. Mm hmm. She's a bright light of incredible incredibility mm-hmm. that you, that just from the moment you meet her too, it's incredible. Yeah. I, I really, really, really like, um, backtracking a little bit to the scene, um, when the Slovene are chasing after Rose and Harriet and they find them in that room and they start to go to kill Rose and Harriet just breaks out and she's like, no, take me, take me first. And I just, I think that shows a lot about her character right there with mm-hmm. that line of, Oh, absolutely. This is a woman with good morals. You can tell that, you know, she realizes Rose is so young. Me, I've lived my life. Take me first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Motherly instincts. And good leadership. Yes. Absolutely. Did you have anything else uh, that you wanted to say about the, like what stood out to you or plot holes that you thought about? 
Because you're you're out for a little while. I know I was. Um, I I do think it's interesting to um when when the Slovene are in their meat suits, that some have actual zippers on their foreheads, others do not. Um, and I, I just it all I feel like it always depends if the character has a hat on or not. Mm-hmm. Um, because if like the policeman, he took that off in Jackie. He took he took his hat off in Jackie's apartment and. Bam! Oh my gosh! Look at that zipper on his forehead. Yeah, I, I wonder like, what that's for. Yeah, I feel like all of them should have had the zipper there the entire time, yeah, and just, not just have like, oh, when I want to unzip, then you can see the zipper. Yeah, I just inconsistency right mm-hmm. there. That just kind of has always irked me. But and I'm, it's always it's always annoyed me that they have to use both hands. But I realize why they need to use both hands because it's a prosthetic that they make sure that it's yeah. not coming off so that they zip it yes uh limitations in costuming in 2005 mm-hmm. <laughs> but i mean overall i mean these this this two-parter is not necessarily episodes that i am just going to watch out of you know the blue of like man i really miss the slovene mm-hmm. man they're interesting people but it does set up for an interesting episode later on mm-hmm. that takes place in cardiff Right. Yeah, this is a kind of a setup for another. Is that another two-parter? Or is that just a one I don't episode? recall off the top of my head, but... Yeah, uh, usually... I think it's just one. Why okay. on earth did they have to make this setup a two-part episode? <laughs> I think this is re- really where the series starts picking up steam, though. Yeah, I would I, agree. Like, this is the point where I remember being the first time I saw through, like, where, all right, I need to watch more i need mm-hmm. to know what's going to yep. happen this is starting to get interesting it kind mm-hmm. of reminds me of like if you if you ever watch old uh scooby-doo episodes <laughs> and they start <laughs> and they start running and you, like they don't go anywhere at first and then they go when they when they yep. run like like the old yep. cartoon yes. trope you know it's like that like the, the first couple of episodes they're not really going anywhere but they're trying mm-hmm. I thought and that then was just hannah barber animation oh absolutely mm. That was Hanna Barbera, yes. Oh, sorry, I always called it Barbara. The the oh. Roadrunner style, Roadrunner style, yep. And this one is it really looking back, especially since we've gone through the Doctor Who as a whole, all of us. Uh, I think that this is really the first time that it actually feels like a Doctor Who episode. I was just going to say too, yeah, the Doctor I feel like was a big was different mm-hmm. here. He was it's the first time we see him bluff. I think to get out of a situation, yeah. which is something he does every time from here on out. Yep. Always. And bluffs. the ultimatum, the ultimatum yep. that, that he gives the, the Slovene. It's if you one chance. Perfect. Yep. It's, it's the doctor for the first time. Mm-hmm. And I don't like his personality takes off of themes that start in this episode for the rest of the time that we, we've been watching really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He doesn't break from this character that they establish finally here. Yeah. I, I will, I will, agree with moose and say that this isn't by any means my my favorite uh even my favorite two-parter episode right or any episode whatsoever but, but i do think it 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 has a good anchor it does and it, it yeah it really does start ushering us into the modern age of who with with how the episode styles are going to be there's a lot more running yeah in this episode not quite as much fidgeting with, you know, the sonic screwdriver as which will come. Right. But right. He does, though. He which does. the other episodes, he literally didn't at all. Uh-huh. Right. Some nice fidgeting there. Um, and and this, the, for me, this was a big uh, 
a big episode where you see the doctor use the excitement of the unknown and, and space in general to manipulate, mm -hmm. to make sure that, that, uh, that Rose goes with him. Mm -hmm. You see, you see him lonely mm -hmm. in some aspect or another from that. And you know that that's manipulation. Like there's nothing away. There's no way around that. I was not happy at the end when he started going off and not wanting tea with Rose's mom. Yeah. Like, at the beginning of that episode of the two-parter, he goes, everything is important. But at the very end, he clearly doesn't believe that everything is important because he doesn't even take time to reassure Jackie over tea. Right. I, I, I think that's... It's all domestic. <laughs> that's a doctor's character flaw of being afraid of letting people get too close. Because if, if, if you connect it to classic who... There were lots of terrible things that happened to his past companions, and mm -hmm. he got to know them just too well. Mm. And then, you know, everyone everyone was gone. Sure. I guess you would have more understanding about the classic Who than well, not that us. I've, not that, of course, not that I've seen all of them, but I, I have done lots of reading about the past episodes. You and your research. You're like Mickey. I must do research! <laughs> She's much better than Mickey would ever be. Oh, Undoubtedly. Let's not compare the two, please. I do like... Ricky. Ricky. I do like <laughs> Mickey's character development in this episode. He really kind of shines in this episode, and you kind of learn to like him. At least I personally. Mm -hmm. you, could, you could see this episode as a turning point for him mm -hmm. of what is to come down the road in many, many, many more episodes to come. Yeah. I mean, it's a growing phase, but I it, feel like he, he, good good step forward. Definitely. He's not a weenie like he was in that first one. Oh, such a weenie. Leave him. Yeah. Leave him. And he even makes the development during this episode, like from a total weenie to something better and a little more yeah. upstanding. He was still a weenie in the first in the first yep. part. He yeah. Come on. He, he busted out that that baseball bat ready to... Pur Why did he have a baseball bat? He's British. Yeah, it should have been Actually, a... Did baseball make it across the he pond? Likes, and he only likes football, soccer, I guess, yeah. but... He, football's his thing. Why does he yeah. have a baseball bat? <laughs> Asking the real questions right yes. here. That's this, where we're at. This is the important. Someone get on the phone with Russell T Davies, please. <laughs> Honestly, I would. I'll, I'll get right on that. I would. If I had dial. to start somebody on an episode that I wasn't sure if they were going to like who, I would start them here, needing to go through in the beginning. I don't think you would. Do you hear that? Really miss yeah, too I much. Do. I would start them. So just advice from light to listeners out there like i would i would start somebody here honestly and then maybe go back to the first three like oh yeah i think you for did posterity's sake is that when, when you drug me into this i may have craziness <laughs> that is doctor who Drugged. i think you started me on these two episodes to prove that the monsters weren't quote that scary thanks yeah, and i mean look at them slovene <laughs> Come on. That worked out for you, didn't it? Yeah. You're, Big, not afraid tall, of, fat babies. you're not afraid of overly large people or anything. No, no. They or farting. quite scary at or all. Farting. No. Yeah, pardon the word. <laughs> if, pardon the word. You pardon the word. <laughs> Let's not be rude here, guys. It's Come completely on. natural. Oh, that's awesome. Natural. Well, I think that ends my comments for these two episodes. Does anybody else have anything? Mm. My least favorite things about the episodes were the sounds and the lights of the Slovene. Mm -hmm. I yes. could not stand that. Wow. It was just... Yeah. Like, it was, it was just way overdone. Mm -hmm. 
Um, yeah. And there were a few things that I thought were way overdone. Like the, there's always been a way it just puts Rose at risk or mm-hmm. the whole world dies. Like, I don't, I didn't think that was necessary. After, Especially early on, like this early, eh, yeah. that ultimatum doesn't work as well. Yeah. I mean, the doctor had an ultimatum and Rose's mom was keeping her safe. Mm-hmm. Like I, I understood that, but I, I think it would have been fine if the doctor just had an idea like, oh, we're in the missile database. Cool. We can we could do that. This is a brilliant idea. I think that would have been a lot better than I don't want to risk Rose's life mm-hmm. dun, dun, dun. over everyone's, including hers. It doesn't it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. OK, anybody else last thoughts? Well, I can't mm-hmm. wait for the next episode. Yes, next the, episode is Dalek. It's the <gasps> it's the episode that Link over there started me on. And I regret everything. All those years ago, and I will not let him forget it. Mm-hmm. I will have words. Many, many words. I'm actually looking I'm looking forward <laughs> to what you episode. have to say about this episode, this next episode. So many words. I'm sure. Daleks. I'm it's sure. It'll be good. I'm looking forward to it. Excellent, excellent. Well, thank you, everyone online, for joining us today and uh please consider supporting us on our patreon page uh if you aren't if you aren't following us on itunes uh please check us out on itunes at doctor who we're also on soundcloud depending on where you're looking at this all of the links for our online activity will be underneath this podcast so please make sure to check out uh all of that until next week uh this has been link Light. Jen. Moose. Thank you all for joining us and we'll see you later.